Welcome to the Lost Packet, helping you find your way in the digital world. Welcome back. This is Ben Carter, Godfather of Hardware, and we have Brian Goff, our Godfather of Networking. <laughs> and we also have a special guest with us here today. His name is Daniel Brantley, and he is our cybersecurity expert, guru, and master of all. Greetings. Thanks for having <laughs> me. Not master of all, or <laughs> nor am I a godfather. Well, I don't it. know. I know. It's not what the rumors I hear. <laughs> but I do have to give kudos to Brian. He has accomplished something very few people do in a lifetime. He has replaced a core switch. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, the cool thing is we get to do another one. So Man. see how that one goes. Two in a year. That's the Definitely rumor. Definitely godfather worthy. I don't know. Can't top Daniel over here with the Godfather title. <laughs> mm. Yeah, very hard to compete with that. Well, uh, we're going to start off this episode. We're going to talk about the week in review and we have a ton to cover. Um, I guess I'll kick it off with uh, one of the most important things that came out was that there's a Meltdown 2.0. Who would have thought it? Yes, it's very nasty. <laughs> So if you are in the IT world, go ahead and patch your systems and it's going to suck and you're going to be wasting a lot of your life trying to patch and mitigate this. But uh, some funny things that came out of this, even Intel came out openly in the public and said, hey, you might just want to disable hyper-threading to make yourself more secure. So I know, that was like their biggest foil. That was their like biggest playing card on the field is like when they were competing in the market that was the big alternative is like look we have hyper th we have hyper threading that gives us an edge over all of our competition and now they're saying to disable it and the funny thing is apple has even doubled down on it apple has also recommended that for all their mac products out there to disable hyper threading on all their systems and the sucky part about it, you're going to look, be looking at like a 40% performance hit on your Mac products, which, ouch. That sounds like great news that you brought to us today. I know, I know. Um, I always lead with the bad stuff first. Yeah, it sounds pretty good. I have a funny suspicion that somehow you're going to make AMD look good in this. How could I do that? I have no idea. I just feel like you might like them. Well, they do appear to be immune to these uh, exploits for the time being, but I mean, they are immune to these probably because they are not using Intel's version or form of doing hyper-threading. You mm. know, this could be their attempt to, uh, since they're losing market share due to the new AMD products, maybe they're just trying to generate revenue. So you're saying that AMD caused all the vulnerabilities? Yeah, yeah, it's more wow. AMD. That's... And he's right. our cybersecurity expert. <laughs> Always suspicious. Paranoia is healthy in that career field. There's been crazier things, I suppose. Yep. Well, talking of crazy things, another crazy thing is Microsoft and Sony teaming up for a game streaming partnership. <laughs> Which, I mean, that's like far out left field you would never imagine like sony and microsoft partnering up like this but they're basically going to be teaming up using microsoft azure services and i think this is their way of still trying to stay competitive and relevant with the competition on the horizon from google and amazon both offering game streaming services offering at 4k with limited bandwidth and being able to provide all those services for a small fee and very minimal hardware so 
it is going to be a big, interesting challenge for them. But I guess this is their way of keeping that stake in the game and, you know, rallying ahead with that flag for console hardware. Now, Ben, hmm. do you think that this is... Uh, or do you think Sony needs to go this route? Do you think they feel threatened because of... I mean, they were crushing Microsoft last, last I looked at any stats... I mean, they're crushing in the console business, but, I mean, Microsoft has a hardware experience. They have the data center experience. They have the Azure platform, which most everybody's using. And, I mean, you think about Sony's position, they're wanting to compete with Amazon and Google now, and wow. Google has their whole data center. Just I mean, Amazon has a yeah. their AWS service, so, I mean, that's kind of ironic to say, hey, Amazon, we want to compete with you in this, so we need to rent some more uh, AWS servers from you to be able to do this. So, I mean, it's like the devil you know and the devil you don't know. So, I mean, <laughs> Microsoft's in the same boat. They're a console. They're dedicated to that platform. So they see these streaming services coming up with com competitive offerings for them. So, I mean, this is probably their only way to stay, keep an edge and mm, maintain yeah. it. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, makes you wonder if the game streaming market is going to probably yeah. grow. I mean, probably it's going to go light speed in the next year or two. Okay. Yeah, and imagine they're going to stop giving you physical games that you can buy. So yeah, then no. you have to buy them every time. There's no more used market. Games as a service. What was the one? Mm -hmm. It was real big for a while, and then it died pretty quick. Game, Gamefly? Gamefly, that, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that hmm. one still around? Oh. Are they still a competitor? I haven't used it myself. Oh. Don't know. They might be. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. I tried it once, and it wasn't. Wasn't it, it? It wasn't that great for uh, anything that requires real quick reactions. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. true. So uh, I heard a, a rumor that HP is going to buy uh, Cray. Why? I don't know. I guess they just figured it'd be cool to do like something they could have done like a decade ago. <laughs> so. HP Enterprise is going to buy out Cray Supercomputers, and I mean, why? I mean, there's no beneficial edge or point to it. I mean, they're not making their own ships. They're still, yeah, mm -hmm. that just seems like a very weird position to put themselves in to try to compete in the supercomputer space when they still can't compete in the enterprise space or networking or any other, uh, hmm. other segment. So. Yeah, it does seem kind of weird because I, I don't, I'd imagine... From my understanding, the next um, big step would be something different, like a quantum computing or something like that, not working and messing around with what's already there because that's not going to make any money. So when the people who make the new stuff, right, makes yeah. money. I don't know. It just seems like a weird way to go. True. Hmm. How odd that is. So speaking of sales, uh -oh. is there a big sale coming up, Brian? Well, I believe that Steam is going to have a sale soon. Oh, you're talking about the spring sale, huh? The spring. So it's kind of like SS, maybe? Spring mm. Steam. The SS Steam sale? spring sale? The SSS? Uh, yeah. Well, they don't even market it that way, do they? SSSS? Hopefully not. Okay. <laughs> the three S's? Yes. I don't know. Cultural appropriation there. <laughs> well, yeah. Um... That's a good opportunity to really bulk up on your supply of games on the PC. Yes, I would love to download more games that I never play. 
Yeah. <laughs> but I will probably buy something, but I'll never play it. Yeah, that is always a downside. The deals are just too good to pass up, but then you have that whole right. game hole of how many games behind you're on and will you mm-hmm. ever get around to them. I don't know why, but Humble Bundle, every time I see one of those, I buy them. But even still? Yeah, even still, I, I can't help it. I don't know well. why. All the games look really cool on the website. Yeah, let's do it. Only $15. Sold. <clears throat> yep. So have you guys uh, seen Epic Games is coming out with their own store? It's yeah, created quite a bit of controversy. Store now. Yeah, they, uh, so they're going to they're gonna pull... A lot of their games are going to come out on Epic Games Store first before they come out oh, on Steam. But interesting. So I was going to stay away from it on principle. Uh, I like there, it. There's a lot of a lot of issues with uh, with with how they're doing it, but their right. games are really cheap. So if you go look at prices, it's mm. pretty tempting when you look at the Epic Games. But still going to stay sometimes, away from it for now. <clears throat> I don't have time. Sometimes your principles will cost you more money, but it's worth it. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I think. Their biggest penchant for it is like you get to build on their game engine, you get cheaper commission to pay back to the retailer, <laughs> and you get more direct market appeal for it. So I think they did that as a way to kind of like slight Steam because Steam has like a thirty percent thirty percent commission on everything they sell. So wow. if you are a developer, I mean that's thirty percent of your budget there. So granted, right. I mean. You're not spending that on advertising. You're not spending it on maintaining servers, databases, anything like that. But, I mean, it is kind of monopolistic. But, I mean, there are other game markets out there. But, I mean, they aren't competing to really Mm -hmm. woo in developers, woo in new people. It's just like, well, here it is. This is it or leave. take it or leave it, basically. Hmm. That sounds really cool. Um, Hope that works out for them then, I guess. Seems like it might be nice for a lot of people. Or it might just get Steam to kind of back down on their prices and be more competitive. Could be. Maybe they'll go down to like 20%. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, the summer sales and winter sales aren't what they used to be probably, I mean, uh, probably five, true. six years ago. Yeah, it always seems like they have changed a little bit, but they still draw me in. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> weakness. We're suckers for weakness. cheap games. Right? No shame. Another interesting thing about monopolies is the Supreme Court ruled that the Apple Corporation can now be sued for antitrust with regards to their app store. That's uh, that's probably good, Um, I suppose. I mean, I don't know. It might make things more expensive. Who knows? Well, that's the point of the customer or the consumer. They were Mm -hmm. suing Apple because, like, Apple also has a 30% commission, so... All the developers mm-hmm. build in that cost into the apps that they sell, so it's not really competitive because every developer is already going to be taking a 30% hit on their profit, so they build that into their sales model. Mm-hmm. And so they can't really compete. There is no sale. There is no difference. So they're mm-hmm. saying that Apple is keeping things prohibitively high due to their commission rate, and since it I is see. their marketplace that they own and manage and control, mm-hmm. and they control that commission, and they're purposely making things more expensive for the customers due to, due to that commission, that that allows and opens them up for a lawsuit huh. for antitrust violations. That's interesting. So, speaking on that, and the <clears throat> Epic Game thing, um, so there's going to be like a, a limit that people will have to stick with if they want to be like a marketplace? Not 
True, but like with Epic, I mean, there are many different competitors mm. in that field. But Apple, there's only mm. one well, place to get your true. Apple apps, and that's through right. the Apple Store. Mm. So if there were other stores that mm-hmm. service those same Apple products, then they probably wouldn't be open to the lawsuit. Or we could just charge 10%. They could. Just every marketplace from now on. We cut it down by like 20%. Yeah. And we're only a podcast. <laughs> that was easy. Solving the world's problems. Right. One That's podcast at a time. Yeah. So uh, I guess the, the item I'll bring up is the uh, Verizon released their uh, 2019 breach report, which they've been releasing uh, these annual reports for quite a while, but um, they, and there's always some good information in these. Um, but there's some things that really stood out about this one is why I thought it was worth worth bringing up. Um, unlike the older reports where insiders were the biggest threat on uh, hmm. on the past few years, it's actually outsiders and actually hacking incidents. Hmm. So more traditionally, I guess what you'd see in the movies, right. you know, guys sitting in their computer breaking in the firewall. Right. Yeah. Breaking using the IP like, some weird one nine two twenty five hundred six thousand four hundred. Yeah, totally valid. So it it used to be kind of a joke that you know that's how attacks always occurred. You know the movies always kind of glamorized it, but um, no, we're actually going down that road where insiders are not the biggest threat anymore. Um, it's actually hacking incidents, hmm. wow. which I think can is due to there's a you know the rise of. Organized cybercrime, right. nation state attacking, all that stuff. You I don't have to pay it. someone to go work there to be that inside person anymore. You can just call up and be like, hey, um, the help desk, great. Can you, um, <laughs> this is Billy in accounting, you know, <laughs> they got phones now. You just call them. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It's kind of interesting. Um, uh, and also in the report, it, it talks about that as has been tradition is most attacks are financially motivated, which obviously why would you do it if you weren't going to make some money right. off of it for pride, for That's honor, true. yeah, for recognition. So yeah. I guess you have <laughs> um, time. financial reasons and um, I guess what would be the other one? It's, it seems like there's only like maybe two or three reasons that you would do that. Yeah. Revenge. Anyway. Yeah, I guess you have. I guess revenge, or like a revenge, and I guess maybe. Well, there's so many laws nowadays (laughs) with all the all these countries are coming out with with laws around Mm. cybercrime and stuff like that. So it becomes it's a lot riskier. I mean, Mm -hmm. now you can be punished. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, I guess I'll make it better. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Uh, And then the last thing I'll touch on on this is the uh, what's interesting under the uh, their category of hacking. It was over sixty percent are now due to web of web application attacks. So these mm. are attacks that are easily that are being um, originated from outside the network, mm. which is you know speaks to yeah. what we were talking about just a second ago that um, it's really outsiders now that we have to be more concerned with. Mm. Yeah, it does make you a lot more worried about it because you see like all the software angles, like everything's going HTML five, everything's going web based web web mm-hmm. app type something the exposure to that segment is just going to get more and more mm-hmm. pronounced because i mean you see all these other html5 web-based apps coming mm-hmm. out and pretty much you're not going to need apps on your phones anymore it's just going to be running through your web browser and i mean the risk yeah. in there is a lot more exposed i'd say mm. yeah 
I yeah, agree. I would agree. And like uh, a lot of companies, you know, might be able to run their whole organization on stuff hosted in the cloud. So the users are used to going to the web browser for it. So there's the yeah. net, probably everything there looks normal, mm-hmm. but it may not be. <laughs> <laughs> Do a shameless plug about two factor authentication. Yeah. That use two factor. Yeah. Use two factor. <laughs> Recommended. Yeah. yeah. UB key. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't had one. Do you have one yet? I need to get one. Okay. No, I haven't used it, but I saw that Google, they actually recalled. Their um, Bluetooth security okay, key? Okay, it was the Bluetooth security mm, key. Totally yeah. secure. Yeah, they, I saw that. It totally works that. for Jack, Jack Bauer. Bauer. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everything was over Bluetooth, and he always called. It's like, is this a secure line? I'm on Bluetooth, the most insecure device on the universe, but is this secure? <laughs> no, Bluetooth is never secure. That's funny. Plug for Jack Bauer. Mm-hmm. That's why I love you guys' podcast. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, do we have anything else to bring up? Because I think we're about to bring it up and wrap it up. I think that's all I had. All it's right. Well, guys, it's been a wonderful weekend review <coughs> with you. Um, keep in mind, uh, AMD is going to be doing their Computex uh, keynote speech on May 27th. So stay tuned for that. We're going to have all the awesome goodies dropped on that date. So we're going to hear about 